0: By the time I was diagnosed, my levels were really, really severe. And had I not gotten diagnosed when I did and started treatment, I it could have been fatal for me. So wow. that's that's the, that's the really big thing. And that's why this is so important for people to be more aware of what's going on. Because a lot of times women end up in the ER feeling like they're going to die and really on the verge of having a heart attack or stroke or have had a heart attack or stroke because That's how they learn
1: about their violent disorder. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week I'm gonna give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Hello and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I am chatting with a fellow holistic nutritionist and trainer, Angel Scott. And we are chatting about thyroid health again because uh, I'm seeing it more now than ever. You know, diagnosis with either hyper or hypothyroidism. In Angel Scott's case, she had an autoimmune disease that's attacking the thyroid which led her to hyperthyroidism at the age of 40 and you know herself being in the health field as a nutritionist and trainer you know was completely shocked because she's always taken care of her health Um, so we get into her story and I mean you know me by now I'm all about aspire to inspire. And so when she was, you know, telling me that she has started this community, this thyroid health community, because when she was diagnosed, she just felt completely alone, um, which is so common. I mean, we all feel alone when something like that is happening. I remember when I had my miscarriages, I felt completely alone. I felt there was nobody going through what I was going through until I started to talk about it. Um, And I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast is so we can open up the conversation. And I loved chatting with Angel today because we just got into how she used both approaches. She had to use um, meds to get her thyroid back to normal, and she also used a holistic approach and now is medication-free. She weaned herself off, and I just think it's so awesome. And she really showed that you need to take your health into your own hands you need to ask questions you need to get a second opinion Um, if you don't necessarily agree with your doctor you have to learn Um, and another reason why i started this podcast is to learn you know i mean we don't know what we don't know but when we open up ourselves and learning knowledge is truly power Um, So anyways, guys, I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you get a lot out of it. I know I learned a lot today. And like always, if you liked it, if you think that it could help somebody else, please take a screenshot and share it or take a little bit of time and give me a review or write a review for me. I would really appreciate it. You know, I'm such a podcast person. I listen to so many podcasts and I never left a review and it wasn't until I started my own where I was like, oh yeah, they actually make a difference. <laughs> like, uh, they actually make a difference and 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 allow more people to tune in and listen to the podcast. So I really appreciate if uh, you know you have two minutes, leave me a review, rate the podcast, let me know how you're liking it, and even tell me what you would like to hear more because this is this is something I want to keep going with. I absolutely love it. And I want to give you guys what you want to hear. So any topics that you have, just send me an email or, you know, even leave it in the the comment. I really appreciate it. But anyways, guys, I hope you enjoy our chat today about thyroid health. Hi, Angel. Welcome to the show. It's so nice to sit down with you and chat today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm uh, super pumped because you're a fellow holistic nutritionist and personal trainer as well as yoga teacher, and I'm really excited to dive deep into your story because, you know, you had mentioned that when you turned 40, you were hit with an autoimmune disease, and you—it literally like knock the wind out of you because I feel like when we are in the health field like we're when we're helping so many other people live their best lives it's like if something happens to us we don't really want to talk about it or we feel we you, you know you, you feel a little bit of a sh- of ashamed ashamed going through something like that yourself so let's get into that how did how did this come all about?
0: Absolutely. So, just like you mentioned, Jenny, I uh, at the age of forty, I went for just a regular annual wellness visit. Not necessarily because anything was alarming to me at the time. It was just one of those things um, that you do every year. And so, it's it's really funny because I was seeing a new doctor, and imme- like immediately she found a lump in my neck, and. And she was immediately concerned. And I would and my initial reaction was, okay, this lady doesn't know me. She's never seen my neck before. Like this could just be the way that my neck is, right? Like I immediately almost got defensive and dismissive even, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. she doesn't know me. She's wrong. She's wrong. So immediately she sent me for all of these tests. And it was through that process that I was ultimately diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease, which is the autoimmune component of um, hyperthyroidism. And so just like you mentioned, it literally... It literally knocked the wind out of me because one of the symptoms of Mm hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease is issues with breathing. Like your heart rate is so elevated all of the time Mm -hmm. that it's hard to breathe. And so a lot of things started making sense when I looked back and thought about the subtle signs and symptoms that my body had been giving me that I completely ignored. And so that's why now I am on a mission to help other women really become more educated and aware of what's going on with their bodies so that they can be empowered to really advocate for themselves and be proactive when it comes to their own health and wellness.
1: I love that. I -hmm. love that. I think it's so important to, you know, listen to our bodies. I mean, we're always changing. We're always, you know, different when you approach, you know, Later on in life, for like even your 40s, like your body's always changing. You know, you can, I tell it to my clients all the time, you can develop allergies at any point of your life. And it's the same with autoimmune diseases. Right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned allergies because I'm, so I'm originally from Toronto. I'm a Canadian girl who's living just outside of Nashville, Tennessee right now. Oh. Um, <laughs> And I had never dealt with allergies before. And when I relocated here, that was one of the first um, things that I developed. And again, it felt like out of nowhere, I had been hearing from other people that it was really common for people to move to Tennessee and develop allergies. So again, that was something that wasn't alarming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've since learned that the development of allergies can really be one of the initial signs that your immune system is responding or hyperactive, right? It's mm-hmm. not just a matter of, yeah. Oh, no, I have like these either food sensitivities or environmental allergies. Um, again, that is a sign that your, that your body is reacting in a way that can come off really subtle but can snowball into something really big. And so I often, I try not to, but I often kind of kick myself because I'm like, okay, that was one of the initial really, really subtle signs that my body was being triggered. My immune system was being triggered um, that I ignored. So, you know, we talk about signs and symptoms. That's Mm -hmm. one of them, a really, really subtle sign like something right mm. that's a sign that mm. something is going on because i know we tend to normalize allergies especially yeah. nowadays it's like oh yeah. you have sneezing you're sniffling you know go and grab something over the counter to help with your yeah. symptoms and we kind of use that really really often but again it's not normal right like that's not mm. um, especially if it's chronic if you're constantly in that reactive state where you're constantly sneezing and constantly having arrains. Again, it's not normal. That's our body um, communicating to us. And again, I missed it. And I completely was like, oh, it's just, it's the weather here. It's the grass, it's the trees. You
1: blame everything else.
0: (laughs) Right. It's so easy to do. And so that's one of the really, really subtle things. And some people deal with allergies their entire lives. So again, they don't really give it that attention that, Mm -hmm. that something could be off. But even if it is something that you've been dealing with for a really long time, again, it is your body's way of communicating to you is what I really like to tell people. So it's our job to listen yeah, um, and find a way to support our bodies. The other signs and symptoms of thyroid disease and autoimmunity really starts with um, weight. So some people, especially when it comes to uh, hyper or hypothyroidism, uh, people notice changes in their weight. So if you're Mm -hmm. someone who's dealing with an overactive thyroid or hyperthyroidism, you'll probably have um, what I like to call unexplained sometimes significant weight loss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, For some people, they maybe start a weight loss journey um, with minimal effort and they notice they lose a lot of weight Mm. really, really quickly. So that can be one sign that your thyroid is, is off. And then the opposite in terms of hypothyroidism, might show up as difficulty losing weight. And again, if you're someone who is doing all the things, you're eating well, you've increased your activity level, you're being really mindful, but it feels like no matter what you do, you just cannot get your body or the scale to change. And so that's that's the the. The big things that people tend to notice mm-hmm. is related to weight. But there's other things like changes in our hair. So, if you are someone who starts losing a lot of hair all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like you're combing your hair, you're brushing your hair, you're washing your hair in handfuls at a time or coming out, that could be a sign that your thyroid is struggling. Um, energy levels, chronic fatigue that's a really, really, really big one that people struggle with. Um, brain fog, memory like issues Mm -hmm. with your memory, depression, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Changes in your mood. With hyperthyroidism, they call it um, almost like a rage factor, like just become so irritable um, that, yeah, you can become rageful. So, you know, our thyroid hormones really, how I like to explain it, are move or travel in like a loop-like system that involves Mm -hmm. our brain, our actual thyroid gland, our liver and our gut and and our hormones really travel in that loop. And what can happen is if there's an imbalance in those hormones, that's what basically leads to thyroid dysfunction. And again, you know, the actual hyper or or hypothyroidism deals with the thyroid gland or thyroid hormones in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. But again, when you have the autoimmune component, that means that your immune system is actually attacking your thyroid tissue. And not everybody has the autoimmune component, um, but many, many people do. It's actually becoming so common. um, Just thyroid disease in and of itself, one in eight women are diagnosed with thyroid disease every year in America. And the even scarier part about that, Jenny, is like 60% of those people don't even know that they have it. So they're undiagnosed. And when we're dealing with something like Graves' disease, it can be fatal. Like with my situation... By the time I was diagnosed, my levels were really, really severe. And had I not gotten diagnosed when I did and started treatment, I it could have been fatal for me. So wow. that's that's the that's the really big thing. And that's why this is so important for people to be more aware of what's going on because a lot of times women end up in the ER feeling like they're gonna die and really on the verge of having a heart attack or stroke, or have had a heart attack or stroke. That's they how they learn about mm-hmm. their thyroid disorder. Wow. Wow. So, you know, we want to empower women to, you know, find out what's going on before they get to that point. So, yeah,
1: yeah, I love that, and I'm I'm a huge advocate of yeah. If there is something else going on, you know, allergies. I mean, and you never had them before, especially these are all little signs that are gonna eventually if they don't go on. Un- yeah you know, if you, if you don't start nipping it, nipping it in the butt, then, right. <laughs> then it's, it's going to lead into other things down the road. Um, with your, when you were diagnosed, you now I know that you said that you were sort of, your levels were really, really high or really low, Would really you say high, really high. Yeah. Right. So you're hyper. Then. Correct. Yeah. So, um, and in that case, what was, the protocol for you? Like, did you have to go on medication at that point? Um, what was, what did you do holistically and how is that looking now? Yeah. So
0: I am by nature, just like you mentioned, like holistically driven, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. if, if at all possible, I am always going to choose the natural integrative Mm -hmm. and holistic approach to anything. Um, but at the same time, I, I, absolutely recognize the importance of traditional medication. And again, when I was initially diagnosed, it was, it was a matter of like, take medication to help you live yeah, or yeah. not. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and There's I did no consider, choice at that point. Right. And I did consider the alternative, like, you know, trying to kind of wait it out and trying to incorporate all the things I know to do. Um, but again, because of the impact with hyperthyroidism on the heart. And just when I tell you walking on a flat surface, like walking across the hall in my house, like my heart rate was like, I was running a Spartan. Wow! Like
1: it was, would would it go up and then stay up or would it just go up, jump up and then come down?
0: No, my resting heart rate, believe it or not, was like, Sometimes 200 beats per minute, resting, doing nothing, laying in bed. Your heart is overworking at that point. Right, right. Seriously
1: overworking.
0: Yes. And I had heart palpitations, so really, really scary stuff. Mm -hmm. And so again, like right when I was diagnosed, I was like, okay, I'll, I, 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 contemplated for about 2.5 seconds, because I'd never been on medication before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And the side effects of the medication scared the living, Mm -hmm. you know what, out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, But the disease itself also scared the, you know what, out of me.
1: (laughs) Both, right? It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But um, I figured that I would take the medication to at least get stabilized. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, start immediately with the holistic approach, right? Mm-hmm. So even though I was taking medication, um, I always in the back of my mind knew that I was going to do everything in my power in addition to that to support my body's healing process. And so I had to go on a beta blocker in addition to thyroid medication yeah. right away. Um, I ended up having to go every single month to an endocrinologist to have my labs done to make sure, you know, to see how my body was responding to the medication. I was extremely fortunate that my body did respond well. I think the fact that I was generally healthy up until that point yeah. mm-hmm. helped a lot. I think, you know, the fact that, I hadn't been on a lot of medication before. Again, things just really kind of lined up for me and my body did respond really well to medication. So I'm so thankful for that. I was able to eventually gradually reduce the amount of medication that I was on. But again, this is all because I was really, really stubborn on two fronts. So number one, um, my endocrinologist was not really adamant, but constantly reminding me that i could always just get rid of my thyroid so mm-hmm. if i if i didn't want to come in every month and yeah. have my blood drift just take the, it out the yeah. easier I've, route would be yeah. yeah just go ahead and get rid of it yeah um and so i was really stubborn about the idea that you know once we remove the gland itself and and this was you know a completely personal journey and decision that i made for myself everyone's mm-hmm. journey is different yeah. everyone's circumstances are different um for me i didn't have something like a cancer scare so i went through all of that actually initially it started off as a potential cancer scare yeah totally I, I guess yeah so mm-hmm. once we were able to rule that out I was really determined to keep my thyroid because mm-hmm. I knew that once you got rid of it, number one, I would absolutely be on medication for the rest of my life, Yes, right? Yep. There's yep.
1: there's no way around that. We need um, our thyroid, so you'd have to... Absolutely. Yeah, you'd have to have something to supplement. Yes, and
0: thyroid. so I figured, you know what? If I was going to be on medication for the rest of my life without a thyroid, I might as well like, make a crazy effort. And again, do everything that I possibly could to just help my body and see what happened. And if I had to, eventually I may have considered, Mm -hmm. um, you know, having my thyroid Mm -hmm. removed, but for me, I just wasn't in a place where it made sense for me to completely just get rid of my thyroid off the bat. Right. And so I used a combination of holistic nutrition, which is the thing that we know. Um, I drastically changed my idea around, you know, working out. Like I was a girl who did fitness competitions and loved the super intense two a day, seven day a week workouts, like that was my jam. <laughs> that was your background. Right? right. And I absolutely loved that mode, but I also learned that if I wanted to support my body and healing, I had to change that up. And so, yeah, I just really kind of hit reset, dial things back a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, from a fitness perspective. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It worked. And I, it, it helped my body and my immune system start to calm down. Um, and I'm now two years, actually this month, off medication and immunization. Yeah. Congratulations. And so, thank you so much. But it took three and a half years for me to get yeah. to that point and for again for everybody it's different i have some clients like after a few months they go into remission some clients after a year they go into remission but i always say it's like as as um difficult as it can be and as as much as we want to rush the process our bodies heal at its own timing right there's no definite guaranteed timeline for healing when it comes yeah. to chronic illness mm-hmm. and i know that that part can be frustrating sometimes but you know, there's some people that have been on this journey for decades and they're still, you know, on medication or struggling a lot. So, again, it's everyone's journey is unique. But the big thing is I want people to know that you can do more than you might think. Yes. You have more of an impact yeah. with the way that we eat and the way that we live.
1: And, yeah, there is hope. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love how you used it both worlds. And you really explained that you are the point where you, ha- you needed medication at that point to bring your levels back to uh, a normal level quickly. Right. And then you'd use the whole holistic side of things as well, which has led you to wean off the medication. And that's, that's um, amazing that you were able to do that. Now, how often do you um go go for testing like do you make it a regular part of your physical or do you go more often what does that look like right now for you so right now um
0: so normally once you get into remission like if you're someone who's kind of just coasting and i say coasting lifestyle wise mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, usually doctors will want to check you, you know, every six months or annually, depending on your family history and risk factors and that sort of thing. For me personally, um, I check my levels like annually, but I will say, so the end of 2019. So as my, you know, woo I kicked Graves' butt (laughs) affirmation, (laughs) I wanted to, start training for another fitness competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, number one, before I even made that decision, of course I checked my levels. So it wasn't just a matter of how great I felt at the time. Mm -hmm. I made sure that I had lab work done to confirm that and not just checking my thyroid levels. Right. So of course having a complete thyroid panel is really, really important, but also looking at your other like health markers and looking for deficiencies when it comes to other vitamins and nutrients and minerals in our body, right? So you want to be really, really aware of just where you're operating from, where you're starting from. Mm -hmm. So I did that, but I also knew, and I know you know too, that, you know, when we start amping up our training and when we start You know, being a little more strategic with our nutrition, it can have an impact, really, really good impact, but it can also just start to create a level of stress in the body that can, you know, be a ripple effect. And knowing that I made the decision to actually check my levels um, more frequently during that Mm -hmm. time, and I'm really glad that I did. Because I was able to um, notice when my level started creeping back up and make adjustments before things got um, really scary again. So I absolutely recommend for people to make sure that before you start. So we know when we have these amazing goals, it's like you set the goal, you Make the plan, you get guidance if you need it, and then you get started, right? But when you're dealing with a chronic illness, it's really important to take that extra step of getting lab work done to confirm what it is that you feel and that your body is ready for these amazing goals that you have. Um, And then again, not just specific to whatever you're dealing with. So for me, again, it was thyroid disease, so I made sure I got a full thyroid panel, but checking for things like, what are what are your iron levels like? Mm-hmm. What is your vitamin D mm-hmm. like? Because yep. those are the things that are going to affect your energy and your ability to work out and, you know, your ability um, to get the results that you want without sacrificing your health and then continuing to support your body during the process. I Mm -hmm. know me, the really big thing, challenge that I always have is I get so focused on the goal, right? So I get laser focused on like, oh my gosh, I want to do this thing. I want to run this race. I want to, you know, do this competition that I can almost start to you know, lose sight of okay, what is this actually doing to my body? Yeah, how is it affecting yeah. my health? Yeah, and as athletes, I feel like we're almost trained to do that. So that's yeah, another to t- keep
1: pushing through, regardless, right? Regardless right, and, of and eyes on the eye on the prize. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And and coming from that competitor background, like you have, I mean, that's you are super laser focused when you're in prep and you're just focused on that end date, right? So, did you ever end up getting back up on stage again?
0: So, I chose not to, I chose to mm-hmm. like severely dial back everything oh, yeah. because for me at at the time, it was more important for me to continue making progress with my thyroid health. It yes. was more important for me to stay off of medication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly, Jenny, like I had flashes of just when I was diagnosed and I was scared. Yes. And I'm yeah. like, I just don't want to go back to that yeah. point. Um I'm actually working through. So of course I always know there's like the psychological right of aspect course. to everything yeah. the mindset. Yeah. And I'm actually working through just the idea because I think for a really long time I linked like working out or like like especially the style of workout that
1: I love to do, yeah. like
0: I yeah. linked that to me being sick. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause you, so, cause it was everything you were doing at the time that you're like, Oh, this must've led right. to this. Oh, this must've, cause <laughs> we're just does in the, in the health. Like th- that's what happened to me when I went through my miscarriages. It's like, what did I do? You know, right. it's almost like this blaming thing. Like what? Cause we want to get to the bottom of it and we want to know what we did <laughs> to cause it. Right. Yeah. And so
0: I, I, I realized actually really recently, um, just how to start unlinking that. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. my workouts specifically that made me sick. Right. It's like a bunch of things that contributed to the process of me eventually becoming sick. Um, and so, so I still have that goal. Um, and yeah, I'm not a person that gives up on my goals. So. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> so mean, for me, it's a matter of when it's not if yeah. because I yeah. love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if th- that's what you love to do, I can see that that's probably something you're, you're missing a little bit inside, right? Hey, I just wanted to take a little one-minute pause and share with you that this episode is brought to you by my sponsors, Pura Vita Labs, makers of my very favorite protein powder. Go to pvl.com to get 20% off your purchase using my code STRONGGIRLS20, all one word, all caps, that's pvl.com and discount code STRONGGIRLS20 think it's super important that everybody listening in knows like there's so many factors that come into play with something like a disease or, um, and it, and it, and so many factors, it's, it's environment and it's also your genes as well. And how your body actually, um, absorbs vitamins and minerals, how your body actually, um, even absorbs extra hormones and that sort of thing, like all these things come into play. So it's not just the one thing that, you know, trick, like made it happen, you know, there's all these factors. Um, so that's super important to, to know and, and not blame it on that one thing.
0: Right. Exactly. Mm. But it's like you said, it's so easy to do. Like our our brains almost automatically work that way. It's like the thing that we remember most closest to the time of our diagnosis or at the time of whatever the catastrophic event is, is what we link to the cause when we know that that's not always the case, but
1: Yeah. And it's also important to know, I mean, competitors, a lot of competitors listen in and they follow the strong and, um, you know, I think, I think we're doing a better job of educating now of like health <laughs> to also take your health into your hands when you're doing something like that. But there is such, th- such a thing as overworking your body too. over like, you know, overdoing it, working out is a stress on the body, right? Regardless, it's a good stress, but it can also be a bad stress too, right? So yeah. I think it's awesome that you've, you know, this was your wake up call to sort of like look within and, and, um, you know, take better care of yourself and testing. And I'm a firm believer to get tests regardless. <laughs> like we should all be testing our vitamin yes. and mineral levels like a couple times a year. Um, I believe I, I was walking around like a zombie after having my first, Child and just thinking that oh it's because of of lack of sleep and then when I finally got my levels checked I like my 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 uh, new nutri- my ND at the time my natural path said are you gonna like fall asleep like <laughs> like uh, right now I'm like why and she said your iron levels are so low and it's just we don't think and I think as moms too when we have our kids it's just we always chalk it up to oh I'm just tired because I'm not getting a great sleep right you got to get your levels checked. You have yes. to you have to take and, your health into your own hands.
0: Yes. And it's funny because I think we, we can get really comfortable operating at such mm-hmm. a deficit that we don't even realize. Mm-hmm. So it's like you said, it's like you're, you are walking around at like a zombie. You, you don't even realize because yes. you're doing all the things, right? You're taking care of your kids, you're running your business, mm-hmm. you know, you're running a household. Like, it's hard to take that extra time and go inward and be like, okay, what what am I truly feeling mm-hmm. and what is it that you know, my body's trying to tell me. And that's the thing that I missed out on because I was really busy. I was building a business. I had just relocated to a brand new country. I was trying to get acclimated. I was homesick. I was like all of these things were going on. And the entire time in my mind I'm like, I just got to push through. Oh, it's because of this. Like I don't feel that great because of this. Oh, I'm missing my family. Or oh, all of these things never know my body is Physically struggling.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. again, and sometimes you don't realize that until you start to feel good too. Like, once once you got the testing and then you start, like, when my iron levels were coming up, I felt like I was on top of the world. Like, I had so much <laughs> energy. I was like, oh my God. Cause you don't realize that. Same with people that are coming in for your help, right? Like, as a nutritionist, right. you didn't realize how bad they were feeling before until they start eating really well and their body's responding and they're feeling good again. They're feeling alive again, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to ask you what changed in your nutrition when, when you got diagnosed, like what do you do? What did you change and what are you continually doing since your diagnosis that maybe you weren't doing before?
0: Mm -hmm. So generally before I was diagnosed, I ate everything in terms of, you know, like all food groups, all macros, like, you know, didn't restrict anything at all, actually. Um, Of course, you know, sugars and that sort of thing. But I mean, I ate really generally healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, But after being diagnosed, I've changed a lot of things. So I actually now do not eat gluten. Okay. I don't eat dairy. I don't eat soy. Those are the really big things, especially when it comes to autoimmunity that I, I encourage people to spend time, um, learning about and eliminating from their eating style, at least temporarily so that they can get a sense of how it is that their body feels, um, when they do eliminate those things. Um, but for me, it's really about anti-inflammatory foods because we know that high inflammation really just feeds chronic illness. And so anything that causes inflammation, I stay away from. Also, um, when it comes to autoimmunity, there's something called molecular mimicry. And basically, there are certain foods that, in essence, mimic or you know create um, a situation where our immune system can mistake that food for different tissue, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, gluten is one of those things. Um, eggs is one of those things when it comes to thyroidism. So again, I don't eat any gluten, no dairy, I don't eat eggs, I don't eat soy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of other things. I don't eat corn or peanuts. Um, but again, it's really more so about the inflammatory response and the way that, that my immune system identifies those foods Mm -hmm. and triggers my immune system. And again, for some people, it's different. Um, I, for one, am really sensitive to nightshades. So like potatoes and tomatoes. And there are some people that deal with autoimmunity that don't have that same sensitivity to nightshades, but they absolutely will feel a big difference in the way that their body and their symptoms respond when they eliminate the big things Uh like gluten, dairy, and soy. So it's really important. Yeah. For everybody to kind of take their own time um, and go through a bit of a checklist and try some form of an elimination diet, but be really mindful because when you're removing things, you're also removing nutrients. Yeah. So it's important to make sure you're not just removing a bunch of things out of your eating style and not Um, reintroducing the nutrients that we get from those foods in some other way. So it could be through other foods. It could be via supplementation, but I always say to people, don't just start pulling out a bunch of food, right? Like you have to be mindful because then you can end up even doing more damage.
1: That's great advice. That's really great advice. Cause I feel like a lot of people go on these elimination diets and then, you know, they feel okay for the first couple of weeks. And then they start to feel really sick because they are, missing out on a lot of essential vitamins and minerals after a while, right? Yes. 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 That's great advice. Um, so what is new for you? Like, I know that you have your, um, do you, do you, you work with mostly women and do you find that since you have come out and talked about your experience that a lot of women with thyroid issues come to you, or do you, or do you work with all different types of of women? What's sort of your specialty?
0: Yeah. So I really work with all women dealing with some type of hormone imbalance. So that's the really big umbrella, because I think that is becoming a really big problem for women um, dealing with everything from insulin Resistance to yeah. estrogen dominance. I think hormone struggles are becoming really, really popular. Unfortunately, but I also love to connect and support women specifically dealing with thyroid disease. Uh, before I was diagnosed, it's funny. I I had only known of one person that was diagnosed with thyroid disease before. I didn't. I just didn't know of anybody. And then the moment I was diagnosed, it's like. All of a sudden, there were so many people, like every other person I would meet would be like, oh, either they themselves were dealing with it or a family member, or a friend. And Isn't that weird? That happens a lot.
1: I think it's just because you're talking about it more. So like it, it must be. Yeah. And then, of course, if you're talking about it, they're going <laughs> to tell you about their experience or who they know, right? Right. And but it's so, funny. That always happens. You're like, how I did know. I not know this before? <laughs> it, right.
0: And so now um, I really kind of make it a point to reach out to other women in the sense of like, oh, if you know anyone that's dealing with like thyroid disease, I'd love to connect Also, because I remember when I was first diagnosed, I just felt um, really lonely, even knowing the statistics and knowing how many other people were supposedly dealing with this disease. um, It just felt like nobody knew what I was going through. Um... So, yeah, I I always make a point to connect with other women that are living with thyroid disease. I've actually created, I'm in the process of creating a community specifically for women who are struggling with thyroid disease. It's called the Thriving Thyroid Academy. Oh, I love it. Yes. And it's really about, you know, educating them about how their thyroid works um, and how it works in relation to our overall body. And then giving them, you know, a roadmap to start making progress so that they can get their bodies and their lives and their energy back. And so oh, I'm really excited so about sharing that
1: very soon. That's amazing. Education is power. And I feel it like, is. yeah, I mean, when you don't know anything about your thyroid or anything that you've maybe been diagnosed with, it's so easy to sit back and just listen to the doctor and, and they are doctors like they, they of course Know a lot, or not, I'm not saying that, but you really, when you know more, you can make some of your own decisions, just like how you did, just how you said, Let's just not take my thyroid out now. We'll wait and see what I can do holistically first. Um, and I mean, you, you knew to listen to yourself, you knew to give it a chance, and look at you now, right? right. Um, Absolutely.
0: It, like you said, Jenny, oh my gosh. Education and knowledge, it just gives you so much power because you can advocate for yourself. And I have to tell you, I i cannot tell you how many times I've had to be really assertive with healthcare providers about the decisions that I wanted to make for my own health um, and really fight back sometimes. And so I immediately think about the women who don't have that knowledge and how hard it can be to stand up for yourself, you know, when it comes to your healthcare provider, who I'm I'm sure you absolutely love and trust, yep. but you know, they don't know every single thing yep. and your body is your body. Nobody knows your body like your body because you are living with it 24, 7, 365. And so, you know, adding that extra layer of education about what your chronic illness or your disease is like for your body allows you to have that confidence
1: when you, when you're put in a position where you need to advocate for yourself. I love it. And I think that it's, I think probably, um, you can speak to this. I'm sort of assuming here, but, um, you helping other women and starting this community has probably helped you heal and reclaim your strong
0: back. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is power in numbers, like they say. So the sense of community in itself is really, really great. Um, having that support where you, you know, have a group of women who know they know because they are there or they've been there and they're living it just like you um you know the good stuff and the challenging stuff yeah it's really really amazing to have that type of community i know when i was first diagnosed it was something that i was looking for that didn't exist and so i'm really excited about you know creating and growing that for other women that's amazing and can you just let us know what the community is called again? Yes, it is called the Thriving Thyroid Academy. Okay, and where can people find that? So, if you connect with me, um, probably the best way is on Instagram. I am at okay. Simply Fit Angel. Okay, um, and yeah, you can DM me. And again, it's just starting up, so uh, I will send out information to
1: anyone who sends me a message. That's amazing, Angel. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. I love to ask all my guests this at the end does strong mean to you? So it's funny if
0: you would have asked me this like 10, 15 years ago, so I'm 46 now. If you would have asked me this in my thirties, I would have said strong was a look Mm. it was, you know, the leaner, the more muscles you see, the stronger you are, (laughs) right? Like I really tied the idea of strength to a look. Um, But now being someone who's in my mid forties, who's, you know, continuing to overcome a chronic illness, you know, strong is really about our ability to recognize and kind of be in the present of what's happening with our bodies and overcoming that it's more about a mindset and how we use that to reclaim our own strength and being open to the idea that you know the idea of strong physically mentally it evolves as we grow so yeah strong for me now is is the ability to overcome the ability to have faith and support my body and the idea that it can overcome and be resilient. And just because I may look or feel a certain way today, just having faith that my body will come through for me um, as long as I support it and I can, you know, be and feel and look strong in lots of different
1: ways. Oh, Angel, that's that's amazing. Thank you so much (laughs) for coming on here and just educating all of us and, uh, you know, Your journey has been um, a beautiful journey of you reclaiming your strong after critical illness and now you're giving back and you're creating that community for so many others that need it and um, it was so such a pleasure chatting with you and I look forward to chatting more sometime
0: yes thank you so much I absolutely love I'm like a huge 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 fan of strong I have been for forever and so um, I love the community I love the magazine I'm loving this podcast so thank you again for
1: having me thanks Angel and that's a wrap on another episode guys thank you so much for spending this time with me I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you and I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our strong fitness magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my strong girl three discount code to save guys. I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer van Barneville pay. Take care and stay strong.